up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the service. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Ah, good to see you too, my friend. How are you? Oh, count the days till the end of school year, but other than that, not too bad. Yourself? Five weeks. Five weeks. At uh, least that's what you told me. That's five weeks for me. Uh, my son's got four, so that last week's going to be rather obnoxious with him sleeping in all day. But That sounds right. Yeah. Next, we have Peter. Pete, how many days of school do you have left? Uh, I got about six years, and then I will then I'll be done. That's fair. <laughs> and last but not least, Steve. Steve, how many weeks is on mute? Mute. We'll try that again. 48 days, nine and a half weeks. Uh, that's a long time. Woof. <laughs> that is a long time. So, okay. Guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you always know what we're doing and you can help your friends know what we're doing also. So this week, we are talking going to talk about the new Jeremy Renner show, Renovations. In this show, it's a three-episode season at this point. Um, Jeremy Renner essentially takes retired civil service vehicles, buses, fire... Um, fire uh, engines, ambulances, etc., and turns them into um, vehicles that can serve a second purpose. One In one of them, he turned it into a mobile dance studio, turned one into a recording studio, he turned one into a uh, activity center slash gym type area. So, Kate, I'm going to start with you on this one. What made this show hit the bullseye? Okay, so I was actually looking forward to this show because prior to this, I had watched the Diane Sawyer interview with Jeremy Renner about his accident and about... Because uh, I really don't know... I mean, I know he's Hawkeye and I know he's an actor, but um, I didn't really know anything about him. And watching that uh, interview really made me respect him as a person and like, dang, like he's a good dude. So, um, I was excited to watch this going into it. And I, so it's hard for me to know if the reasons that I like it are because it's a good show or because I liked him. Um, that being said, I think what he's doing is amazing. I think using his resources for good is great. Um, and I tend to usually like shows like this um, that are like renovation shows or like, oh, let's turn this thing and turn it into something for good. Um, so that I liked. Uh, it had some really funny moments. I'm glad that they like interviewed the rest of the crew and kind of showed some of the crew who were working on it and giving their feedback and, and opinions um, overall, it was it was good. It was good. Pete, what do you think? Um, I thought the fact that uh, Jeremy Renner has a storage area of like 250 massive vehicles in um, Nevada made me feel a lot better about like you know the fact that like I collect like tiki mugs because <laughs> you know my mine's a lot more efficiently spaced. Yeah. And having to have, you know, an entire, I don't know what that would even be called, <laughs> junkyard, <Wall>. I guess. 
<laughs> of storage just just for all my vehicles that I've bought to eventually reuse. Um, no, no, seriously, I I totally agree agree with what you said, Kate. I also did enjoy finding out more about him as a person. Uh, that I always I always think that's kind of interesting about actors because I think in the typical interviews when you see you know, when you see him appear on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, you're not really getting to know the person at all. And just, you know, seeing him like playing musical instruments and, you know, talking about why he does this and everything like that. I, I did like that part. What about you, Steve? Um, I think you're with Kate. I enjoyed when they interviewed part of his crew and getting sort of their backstory. Um, I really enjoyed like Mari's backstory. Um, the woman, like rock climber or whatever that I know it's like the vehicles that climb up the rocks, just listening to her story. Um, I also just like this concept of taking and repurposing a bus or something for the community good. I found that fascinating and the different ideas they came up with. Um, also just getting to know him. He's actually a quite funny guy. I mean, he made me guess his comments and how he re- responded to a few things made me chuckle, like especially that beginning of, oh, I'm here to interview you and this sort of the look that he gave the camera and that really enjoyed that. Um, like Kate, though, I watched the interview with Diane Sawyer afterwards and then realized just how much of a great guy he is of like plowing the neighbor's road so they could get in and out when no one actually asked about it. Just overall a great guy. Derek, what would you say? I, I'm with you guys. I love the fact that he's doing this. And if you listened, I think it was in the third episode, you found out that he, this is not the only time he does this. This is like he has a crew that does this for, like, that's their job is to con- continuously remake vehicles. Uh, he, t- he took an old airport fire truck and turned it into one. He's taken several of those, turned into fighting forest fires. He's done mobile soup kitchens. He's done all those kind of different things. And that's why he has so many vehicles is that's kind of, this is kind of his charity slash mission, if you will, of his, his way of giving back is all these different vehicles. Uh, I like the part where they actually talked about how they were having to engineer some of the stuff as far as bracing it within the vehicle and that kind of stuff. Admittedly, that part was very, very limited. Um, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Um, Kate and Steve. Okay, Steve, did you like the show more or less after watching the Diane Sawyer interview? It's the same. It did not change my opinion about the show. I just really admired um, him a lot more just as a person. Mm-hmm. And just the also just the the will to come back over his energy um, injury. I mean, that I think that's part of his recovery. He just has this positive attitude and being able to stick with it. So Okay. Kate Same. would Okay, so Okay, Kate, did you like this more because of the show or because you like Jeremy Renner? Probably because I like Jeremy Renner. Okay. And to me I mean, it was it was it was good. Like it's a good what he is doing is incredible what he but i went in already really liking him so he probably could have just sat and picked his nose and i would have been like man that's a good nose picker right there (laughs) so well okay that that that's fair and that's to me that when we get to our pixie dust ratings later especially that is an important distinction of Mm -hmm. liking the show or liking the man because, and this kind of goes into what should have stayed in the scrap heap. If it's not a good enough show, if you liked it more because of the interview, that strugg- that means the show struggles to stand on its own, personally. Pete, what for you, other than the whole show, should have stayed in the scrap heap? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really care for this show. Um, I do not tend to like build shows. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mind. I like, I kind of like home decorating shows, but I'm more like, you know, like a house hunters or something like that where they're looking at homes, but I don't really like build shows. I especially don't like build auto shows. So this is not typically the type of show I, I care for. Um, even there, I don't, it wasn't as interesting to me 
Um, the one thing I would comment on specifically is I didn't care. I, I think genuinely most of the show was, was authentic. I didn't really care for the scenes when he was calling, um, like Vanessa yeah. Hudgens and yeah. then that yep. the Latin guy, like they're on his speed dial and he's just calling them to see if they'll join. And, you know, somehow he yeah. convinces them in, like, like in, any in, of that is seconds. real. Yeah. yeah. But you know, ju- yeah. just, just say Vanessa Hudgens is joining me. Don't give me a, a five minute scene where you're calling her and convincing her to help, you know, because that's, there's no way that Jeremy Renner is friends with Vanessa Hudgens and especially, you know, Cuban pop star. I can't remember his name, but <laughs> I had, I had the exact same thoughts. Now, the, same thoughts. the so, Anthony Mackie talking about the Avengers group chats. That is real. Yeah. That, that Anthony Mackie, I would like, yes. like you, I, I didn't see the, I, I'll admit I didn't watch the third episode. So Anthony Mackie being someone that he could call and, and, and call in a favor. Totally believable. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, it, and maybe it's possible. I mean, Hollywood's a weird place, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, also but, Anthony yeah. Mackie, when he had the accident at Anthony Mackie was one of the people who showed up at the hospital who like yeah. went and saw him at the hospital. So, yeah, no. And, and I mean, quite honestly, a lot of those guys that, play and and women that play avengers are genuinely good people too and and do a lot of charitable things chris evans uh robert downey jr um uh, a lot of the other guys so you know it's it's not really surprising to me but yeah that that particular scene like i did not need that and i would have that was that was the thing that should definitely go on the scrap heap did you have something specific steve for yourself um I agree with you. I think the little celebrities at the end could just go away. I don't, I think they were totally pointless. Um, I'm debated if I'd also want to get rid of Rory. I found him really annoying and obnoxious. I think that's fair. Almost, almost too much. Rory um, was the co-host slash guy who looked like Jim Belushi. Yeah. A little bit. Yep. Yep. I was thinking Rob Riggle. <laughs> Same thing. Um, <laughs> It, it's not so much get rid of, but what I felt like it needed more of, it's I was missing that really that emotional connections. Cause I've watched like a stream home makeover and I felt like when they're talking to the groups that they're rebuilding the bus for or something that there wasn't really that emotional connection. I was like, I was thinking like the recording studio, if they really got more into the students or the people that was really going to be impacted, I think it would have come across much better. I know they did that the one where she was just amazed. Um, there was one when Vanessa was walking them through, but I felt like there was just missing some of that emotional connection. I felt like we were getting more emotion from all of his crew and their backstory of, of their lives and where they came to be to here. So get rid of two things, add one thing in. That's what I would do. Um, guys, this was slow. These episodes were slow. With it reminded me of uh, like, okay, you've got the morning and the live Olympic coverage where they talk about you know you actually see all of every competition. You see all the, all the different figure skaters when it's like over in Europe or somewhere. You see them live in the morning. Then at night they add in. They show like. 20% of the actual competition and they add in all those interviews and human interest stories. That's what this reminded me of. Way too much human interest like stuff. I wanted to see more build. I wanted this. Okay, there was an old show used to be called Monster Garage where they would take old vehicles and morph them into something else. I wanted this to be that. Now, admittedly, not run by a car guy. Jeremy Renner is very obviously he's very upfront with the fact that he doesn't do, you know, he can run a socket wrench, but that's about it. So, but I wanted more of the actual build. I also had a beef, and we discussed this a little bit before the show. There were supposed to be four episodes. And the fourth episode was supposed to be in India with a water purification truck, basically. And 
it is not on the service at the moment. I have seen reports where it will be coming out very, very shortly. But there are issues with there are regional release issues. In other words, that tells me they want it to be in the U.S. before it goes on air in India, or they want it on air in India before it goes on the air in the U.S., or there's something along those lines where there is a regional, we want everyone to get it at the same time type issue. I wonder if that's because like I think they got a Bollywood star for the guest. They did. And I'm wondering if something to do with his contract that it has to appear in India first or something like that. Or it has to appear after a certain movie comes out that's been delayed more. Yeah. Um, but this was just a lot of fluff, not a lot of substance to me. Steve, I will say the one show that even came close to any kind of emotional attachment was the third one where they were actually in Reno and did it for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. And hearing a couple of the kids talking about what having a big means to them, that was the closest it came on any kind of emotional attachment. But yeah, this was, it felt very, hey, Jeremy, you're doing this. We want to come tape it. Uh, And we, it needs to be 40 minutes long. Uh, Okay. I can do three hour shows or I can do a 20 minute show. What do you want? It says, no, it's got to be 40 minutes because that way we can take it and eventually put it on free form and stick commercials in it. And it's an hour. So Kate, what would you, what would you have fixed or changed that we haven't already talked about? Yeah. I mean, you all made this, y'all made the same points that I was going to make. It just felt long. It felt long. And it did feel a little bit comedically forced um, with Rory. Uh, I have also watched, I've watched a lot of HGTV type shows um, where they have like Fixer Upper or um, Extreme Home Makeover. And and back in the day for Extreme Home Makeover, Ty Peddington was a little bit of that, that comedic m- relief. Um, so this just felt a little forced. I'm, I'm hesitant to say too much bad about it because I love what he's doing and I love what it stands for. But that doesn't mean you have to like the show. Yeah, it, but I mean, Derek, you made a really good point that it was like, hey, did you all hear that Jeremy Renner's doing this stuff? We should put that on tape. Like, we should record it. And then, okay, well, it's a little bit boring, but what he's doing is really good. So let's throw in this person for comedic relief. And also, you know what? While we're at it, let's get like some big names to come in and like. And when they couldn't do that, they got these people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, just, it felt a little forced. It just felt forced. So I, I think it could have been shorter. Um, it, so, it could have been thirty minutes. It didn't need to be forty-five. I a hundred percent agree with what you said because I felt like, even like kind of during his narration, I felt kind of like they went to him and said, "This is great stuff you're doing. We'll give you X amount of money per episode to support this." But you gotta, you gotta, do, you gotta be the host. You gotta be the narrator. And he's yeah. like, "Well, I don't, I don't really want to be the host. Can this buddy of mine? He's, yeah. he's kind of funny. Can he be the host?" It's like, "No, no. You, well, you can split it. You can split it. And then, and then you gotta do the narration. And then, like, because whenever he's there, like, whenever he's narrating, it kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be there. To me, yeah. well, like the voiceovers sound like, yeah, okay, well, this is what we're doing. And- you'll notice it's like that in the Marvel stuff too. When he talks, it's like he doesn't really want to talk. <laughs> well, so the other thing I was going to say is, as um, I, I guess I am now realizing that I think I missed the Anthony. Ma- Are you sure there weren't four episodes? Yes, I'm sure there weren't four episodes. The third there's only wa- three. I, okay, Anthony I Ma- thought Ma- I watched the one with the Big Brothers Big Sisters. Okay, so I thought I watched three, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember the Anthony Mackie episode. So maybe I only watched two, thinking I had watched three, thinking that because they're so slow that you lose interest. (laughs) That so, um, but as one of the episodes is that they were making a dance studio, uh, and as a dance teacher, um, someone who has taught in studios, um, I kind of was like. You're gonna do what? Like, okay, I'm here for it because let's take, no, like, they, let's absolutely do this and get dance lessons out to to the 
like lower income. It's fine. But uh, I just don't really know how feasible it's actually going to be. Well, but it did include that fold down stage. That's the only thing I was like, they didn't have to dance in. It wasn't like a party bus with the poles. But <laughs> it was <laughs> uh-huh. it was more like a mobile performance where they could take the dance group out. Right. And then like yeah. the stage went down. So they had a platform to perform on. Right. Right. The other right. thing I thought about, like with that first one, um, I, I will admit it was a little clever that they used batteries to power it to keep the noise down. Except it wasn't really as clever as they presented it to be to use batteries. No, it wasn't. And like they also were like presenting it as like, look, this is amazing. We put a bunch of batteries together. That's not amazing, guys. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing I thought is like, how much is this thing going to cost to power? Because that's a lot of batteries. On that one, they were planning on the the diesel generator charging the batteries is what they had said. Yeah, yeah, but I I just like I hope that they're taking that into account the cost to I yeah. mean it's great they're giving these to a charity but how much is it going to cost the, for them to maintain them? Are they going to be able to maintain the maintain that vehicle? Are they giving the money to support I that as well? They, I would hope they would. Yeah. So so anyways, uh yeah. I think yeah. we can do final judgments here or whatever we yeah. want to call it. Well, mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to move on to this question. Okay, you have to take a vehicle and turn it into something else to help some other people. Steve, what are you ta- what are you building? Um, well, being a teacher and thinking like like where I work, it would be probably something like a mobile like clothing bank or a food bank where they could come in and there's like things on shelves and they can shop because lots of my families, they don't have cars. They live close to the school. So if we can go out to the neighboring like apartment complexes and bring it to them. I think they would greatly appreciate that. Maybe also a little area of just um, where um, if we did community outreach, there's a there. Or even I like the idea of the stage or something. So we could go and perform, bring it to the families instead of they always having them come to us. I love that. As a teacher with a lot of low-income kids, I love the idea of the the, the closet, basically. Or mm. and then expand that into also some of the basic supplies they need. Oh, so yes. Yeah. Toiletries. Toilet paper. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> my initial response was some kind of a mobile classroom where you can take stuff from the country and bring it to the inner city of so kids can actually see you know what's a goat a real goat look like what is a what is a for some of these what's a frog what are you know what are some of these birds that because you've seen it on the picture but until you see stuff like that in real life you don't really get it so that was my initial response was some kind of a again being a teacher some kind of a mobile classroom where you could bring in these things to some of the kids that would never have experienced them at all. Bring in, bring in some, you know, a shock of wheat. Say, guys, this is really where your bread comes from. That kind of stuff. So that was my initial idea. But Steve, I love yours. And yours would definitely fit a huge, huge need. So, Kate, how about you? I don't know. <laughs> Because, like, the funny thing, here's what's funny, is I just knocked having a dance studio in a bus. But then when I'm like, man, what would I do? Oh, it'd be so cool to have, like, a double-decker bus made into a dance studio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I, I... God, both of your ideas were so good. I... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of over of redoing a double-decker bus. And maybe even just making it like where you almost bring like a drive-in theater to kids. Like bring, okay. oh, yeah. you know, like bring where there's a popcorn machine in it and there's maybe like a slushy machine or... And but it's like free for kids. Yeah, that's, to, that's some of those some of the low income neighborhoods. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, just something, just something to give back, especially 
and and a place that's safe like for kids to come to low income kids to come to um yeah i just i don't know i don't know that's hard that's a hard one I guess I was thinking, well, well, Steve's comment made me think, how about a, how about a uh, mobile bookmobile that would bring uh, books to Florida because no one there is allowed to read books anymore, but <laughs> that's, I'm only half serious on that one. Accurate. Uh, that's accurate. <laughs> that is accurate. But let's, uh, let's go with something less political. And uh, I would think like a, a mobile health services or vaccination or wellness um you know uh, you could you could maybe do this with an ambulance or something like that where same type of thing you could bring it into the city uh for giving kids uh checkups and things like that that don't that maybe don't have those opportunities to get to just even having you know the basic medical needs um you know and may, maybe this is something that goes to uh, even you know countries that are worse off than us, but I'm I'm more thinking just for like uh, you know the the poor. It could actually it could be poor rural as well, uh, but you know something that would get people the opportunity to um, see doctors that may have a hard time getting to them, uh, even for just checkups and 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 you know if there's if there's any issues they could go to them and it's something that could move around from from day to day, so. That's my suggestion. Now, I will say pre-COVID, when all of a sudden everyone got a device, like all the school kids all of a sudden got Wi-Fi enabled laptops, at least in my district. Before that, it was going to be some kind of a technology lab where yeah. kids could go and like it's a like a mobile homework lab type thing where mm-hmm. one day a week, like every Monday it's here, every Tuesday it's there and your schools know about it. So that's when they assign and they assign the homework around that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. As we always do, we rate series, movies, everything we see on Cups of Pixie Dust out of five. You know, it's your turn first. Kate, what you got? I do. I want to preface this by saying I love Jeremy Renner. I love what he's doing. I think it is amazing. But I, the show itself, I would give it a two. Yeah, I give Jeremy Renner a five, but I give the show I give the show a two. Um, I think there was a lot of good suggestions in here. And if they were to do additional seasons and they changed it up somewhat, I think it could be a better show. Um, I think there's potential. But as is, um, I said, I couldn't make it through the second episode. So probably a two is even generous, but I'll say two. Steve. And I agree with Kate and Pete. Really like the guy. I love what he's doing, but I found myself losing interest and sort of not really paying attention. So I have to give it a two. Guys, it's straight twos. It's 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 wow, that doesn't happen very often. Um, it's better than a few things we've watched, but not <laughs> much. So um I'm interested though. Pete and Steve, you both gave Tron a two. Which would you watch first? Tron. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I would probably rewatch Tron. I I mean, I will say, and the reason I think I gave it a two is I think I will probably finish it only because there's so few episodes. So even though I've only watched one and a half, I probably will finish watching it. And if, if I was at a point where I was like, I can't stand this. I would have given it a lower rating, but yeah, it's, 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 it's close though. Pretty, pretty much Tron and this are neck and neck, but I wouldn't, I'd be more likely to go back and watch Tron. I'll say that. And see, I'd watch this before Tron, which is why I give Tron a one and a half. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I would probably watch this before Tron. Yeah. Which is why you gave Tron a one and a half. So yeah. yeah. All right. I'm giving this a one and a half, Derek, you convinced me. No, don't change it because we were straight truths across the board. That never happens. It was even. I mean, if they can be even, you can just have like the minutia of going back and forth. Don't change it. Leave it as a two. All right. It's a two. Okay. So, also this week, we had the next to last episode, Thank You, of (laughs) Mandalorian Season 3. This is episode seven out of eight of the season. This was the longest episode of the season. Uh, didn't necessarily seem to the longest episode, but it was the longest episode of the season. Um, Mandalorians go back to Mandalore, and we essentially find out that it is actually the secret 
imperial, but not imperial, but imperial base where Moff Gideon has been taken and all these stormtroopers all of a sudden now have Beskar armor and they've got the TIE interceptors and the TIE bombers and it's essentially been turned into an imperial base where the First Order will be coming out of or or along those lines. So, Pete, I'm going to... Okay, for this episode, what was the must-know stuff that not everyone would have caught? Now, I will say Kate did have a question as far as the Praetorian Guard. So... Yeah, so they... So, there was a scene early on where... Um, where Moff Gideon first shows up and he's talking to all the other Imperials. So this is basically the remnants of the empire, right? If you think about Emperor Palpatine at the end of uh, return of the Jedi is defeated. Death star two blows up, uh, you know, rebels win. Yay. We have the new Republic. This is those, those, uh, remnants of the uh imperial that have managed to hold on to things it's a big galaxy it's hard to cover everything um so we get we're introduced to them and then they they have this conversation about thrawn um and that is a character that was originally came from the novels he's going to show up in ahsoka he he was he originally came from the novels uh before disney bought it they brought him into live act or into not into live action. They brought him into me- media, I guess, or <laughs> televised media in Rebels. So he does show up as a character in Rebels. He is supposed to be a strategic genius um, and one of the Emperor's closest, uh, um, uh, most trusted uh, lieutenants, I guess to say, um, in in Star Wars canon. Um, he basically in uh, in the in in the events of like the Star Wars we know from Luke and Leia and all those people, he's he's like been sent off to like some outermost regions, and um, so now they're mentioning him to kind of set up what we're going to see in, in Ahsoka, which is him coming back. Um, so. But that's what that was talking about. And then Moff is looking for resources, which is kind of weird because he seems to have a whole bunch of resources already. Mm-hmm. But he asked for a couple of Praetorian guards, which are the the red were dude. like the top trained guards of the Emperor. Um, and they they first showed up in Return of the Jedi. They dress all in red and they're like supposed to be super well trained and can actually hit things with their guns. And the um, name the name comes from the Roman army where the top Roman army yes. soldiers wore the Praetorian guards who guarded the emperor. Right. Oh. And that's the, the same thing they do in, um, they also show up in like the last Jedi, uh, in that big battle in the battle where Ray and Kylo fight Snoke. Those are Praetorian yeah. guards too. Um, so he asked for those at the beginning and then they show up there at the end to kill the one Mandalorian guy. um, in terms of what we see, I mean, the history of Mandalore is a nation that whenever they're not fighting other people, they're fighting themselves. So we saw some of that here where there's these different factions and they're trying to get them together, but they don't get along very well unless they have a common enemy. Uh, And even then they don't get along that well. So that, so they kind of introduced us to that concept. uh, The concept of, Mandalore having been destroyed uh, by the Empire and and as we saw at the end where the Empire you know that was what was new was Moff Gideon having these Beskar armored stormtroopers now Beskar is if you haven't don't know too much about the Mandalorian Beskar is like the best defense against most weaponry it's like imagine uh, what's uh, what's Kevlar. Captain America's vibranium Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, so you think it's the star Wars equivalent of vibranium. Like it's, it's really resourceful metal. It protects you from just about everything. And that's why the Mandalorians use it as their armor, which was interesting. Pete, the only way you can really shoot somebody and hurt them with Beskar armor is to shoot them like in the neck 
or right. somewhere where the best car is not covering. Right. Cause yeah, basically uh, almost nothing gets like even, uh, even like a lightsaber, a lightsaber can't, can't cut Beskar. So, um, so I think that's, I think that's it. Was there any other questions maybe Kate that you weren't sure about? Um, ah, yeah. Sorry. I thought I was muted. Um, no, <laughs> I, I just, I, I was confused cause I was paying attention. Let it be known. I was paying attention. Um, I was confused. Uh, what I, it was just confusing to me on, why was it such a big deal that the three red people killed the one dude? Well, it was just a big deal that there were Praetorian guards still around. Copy. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah. And, and so my, my next question is, so what now, where does this leave us now? We will get, we will get to predictions here in just a little bit. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So from my point of view as a, as the one Star Wars fan without Gina here is this was I would say this was the best episode of the season so far, which has not been a great season. I legitimately enjoyed this episode. Um, I would still argue that there was there's probably depending on the final episode, there's probably four episodes worth of actual show and like I continue to like, I, I watched this episode and I'm like, why the hell did we need that story of the clone doctor? Cause it, cause we still don't know the more we, the more that goes on, the less that it mattered. <laughs> like, like you thought it had something to do with Moff Gideon, but then you get Moff Gideon coming back and it still had nothing to do with the story. So that this, this, there's been some really bad episodes this season but this in my opinion this was not one of them so i don't know what everybody else thought but steve what did you did you enjoy this episode i did i felt like it was like you said the best episode of the season lots of action um that definitely you could tell that there it's sort of like what we'd call the sort of climax of the of the season trying to figure out what's going to happen next um my predictions is Uh, uh, you're not predicting yet (laughs) oh no no okay Okay. Um, my biggest thought was a was the real huge monster really necessary? Other than to get them underground, was the huge monster <laughs> no. really necessary? No. Um, and as a parent, could so totally relate with Grogu hitting the yes button <laughs> all the time. That is a three year old. That's fair. Also, sixth graders. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It, it, it's any kid under about 16, I would argue. <laughs> so, and, but I thought it was interesting, though, where he stepped in and stopped the two guys and actually got them to stop fighting. Yeah. And where Mando said he didn't learn that from me. So, with the implication, probably learned it from Luke. Yeah. So, there's that. I just. Why couldn't we have had a new enemy this season rather than having to drag Moff Gideon back into it? I mean, yeah, this quite, Pete, I quite think you're being generous with four episodes. I think this could have been a two and a half hour movie. Well, um, at most. So now we will dive now. Unless Kate, you had anything to add? No, no, uh, no. Nope. Confused. Kate is here and she has stuck her flag in the ground and apparently she's just hanging out for a while. So it's fine. Yeah, You, you got one more episode. Ah, okay. This season. Perfect. So, <laughs> um, Steve, I'll start with you on this yeah. one. Predictions for the finale. <laughs> um, yeah, the Mandalorians are going to be, the, the Mandalorians are going to be all reunited. I think something's going to happen with the armor. Either, we reveal who she actually really is, maybe helmet coming off or something. Um, Moth Gideon is going to escape. So they'll defeat what he's doing now, but he escaped. I I could see him coming back next season. They're not quite done with him yet. I'm kind of done with them. Pete, go ahead. Um, Oh, I got to hold on. I got a tail. (laughs) Um, You don't want, you you don't want to go first, Eric. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like obviously, uh, 
um, the armor ended up taken off and, and going back to the fleet. And then that other guy escaped when they were fighting in the caves. Um, I foresee that. I mean, clearly they're going to, the Mandalorians are going to win, but I think that, I think the Republic's going to show up. I, th- I think the Republic's going to show up and come in in time to help save the Mandalorians. Um, not, not that they're necessarily going to need the help, but I think, um, you know, I think the, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, I think, cause I think, I mean, there's, as I said, there's no surprise. I don't think, I don't think Mando, Mando is going to get killed, you know? So, and I think, you know, the Bo-Katan uniting the Mandalorians, that's kind of already there. So that's the only, that's the only thing I'm going to pull out of thin air is I think the, uh, the new Republic's going to show up and help them out. So. That's my prediction. What about okay. you? Um, for me, I got a couple things. One, you'll notice in this, the episode title for this one was The Spies. We only know there's one so far. Guys, I don't trust the armor. I mm. do not trust the armor. With her taking off, and there was so much shot of her going all the way back to the fleet, etc., that that had to be enough time was spent on her going back to the fleet that that has to be significant somehow. Plus part of me says that she says, you know, I'm here with the survivors. So she's going to say no one else is down there. I, I don't trust the armor. I think the armor is really working for could really be working for the empire. Mm. It's a shot. Um, Kate real quick, really quick. I think Grogu is going to talk. I think Grogu's going to actually say something. That okay, is my prediction. Okay. Is he going to talk like Yoda or talk like Mando? No, I think he's going to talk like Yoda. It, but And it, I don't think he's going to say like a soliloquy. Like, I don't think he's going to give a monologue, but I think he is going to actually say words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he is going, and I think it's going to be like ground shaking, earth shattering. Okay. I think Grogu's going to talk. Um, I'm hoping Moff Gideon dies. I'm really hoping Moff Gideon dies. Um, I, I would, I would prefer that because I totally agree with you. I, I need a new bad Moth guy Gideon, in the series. Moth Gideon's the black guy, right? Yes, the, uh, the Empire back black guy, not the New Republic black guy. <laughs> the Mandalorian guy who was also in the who was also in Top Gun, Maverick. The guy who showed up and what you're talking what, about the guy who showed up and was Mark. like, yeah. "I'm gonna run Mandalore now, shoot all of them." That guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, okay. that was Moff Gideon. Yes. Okay, got it. Copy. Um, no, he's not. He's coming back. <laughs> um, depends on how his contract's sitting. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, I think this is going to lead almost directly into Ahsoka. Sadly, because Book of Boba Fett also tied into this, where she showed up. So, I think its days of being truly independent are just about over. If it ever, if if they ever were still around. But I'm so I like that idea, Derek. So Dave Filoni did say at Star Wars Celebration that he's going to be directing a movie which is going to wrap up all these shows Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. However, I disagree with you. I think I think Ahsoka is going to be fairly independent. That's not to say Mando couldn't show up. But episode, but the, I don't think the, it'll be the, the new blue dude who they're wanting to show up shows up in Ahsoka. Yes. So I also thought it was interesting that okay, redheaded uh Imperial officer who fights with um Ben Kenobi is he's the guy who's like the the, the number two who goes against him all the time in the new ones help. Um, huh? is is the spy in the last one in Rise of Skywalker? Help me out. He gets killed. He's oh come on in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he gets killed in Rise of Skywalker. He's the one that is kind of oh Hux Hux. Thank you. Yes, if you noticed, it was his dad. Granddad yes. was one of the people in the hologram circle. Yes, and it was actually played by his brother. So that's how it actually kind of looked like him. So uh, okay. 
Um, yeah. Hux but, is in the Hux is in the ride, the rise of the resistance ride too. Yeah, he is. So guys, I hate to tell you this, but with everything that's going on in these series, they lose <laughs> because the first order comes back. So at some point, the whole movie that wraps it up is going to end with them creating scar killer base. I mean, that's because all these people are dead by the time we get to force awakens. Well, uh, uh, force awakens is 30, 35 years after right. 30. Yeah. 30, 30, well, it's yeah. 30, like 30 years after where we are now. So right. yes, it, it, off in the future that will happen. I don't right. think, I don't think that's going to wrap up these stories. Well, but you gotta get you gotta get from nothing to Starkiller base and ruling the ruling the universe again somehow. So we'll see. I don't know. I think the whole gonna come in and quash the remains of the empire. No, because the first order is basically the empire with with the tie interceptors and the bombers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying they're gonna defeat the whole imperial council thing there. I, I'm just saying they're gonna come in and help the Mandalorians kick Moff Gideon off the planet. Because I do agree with Steve saying they're probably gonna keep Moff Gideon around for for the. I I think there's gonna be one more season of Mandalorian, and I think that's well, gonna be it. Yeah. Well, they, he said there's going to be at least a season four. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we will find out if we are correct next week. So, Kate, fairly short Disney Plus news this week. What do we got going on? And this time you are muted. I have. I literally said fairly short. Let me make sure I'm not muted. I am muted. All right. Let's see. <laughs> First up, a new Stan Lee documentary has been announced. It will debut at the Tribeca Film Festival um, and debut on Disney Plus June 16th. I have high hopes for this. I'm actually surprised that this hasn't been a thing before. Um, and this will be his 100th birthday. Oh. Would have been his 100th birthday. Wow. So Very special. All right. And I'm crossing my fingers that it's not just this like Stan Lee was so wonderful thing because he it will be because it's being put out. I'm I'm sure it will be, but I'd like them to show some of his negative side, which is taking a lot of credit from others. (gasps) What? Yeah. I mean, he didn't create all those characters completely by himself. Wait, wait, wait. I want to know. Pete, spill the tea. No, there's, no, there's not much tea to spill. It's just he he kind of projects that he created all these characters. He had co-creators on a lot of them. And he, right, he he oh. was in a lot of cases just like an executive producer and other people created them. And I mean, I mean it's out there wow. that that happened, but he was he was just very much a showman and but he took a lot of like credit for everything that Marvel did, and he so so are there necessarily do it all. are there similarities be- between him and Walt Disney? I think Walt Disney actually might have had more influence than Stan Lee did. Interesting. Oh, I yeah, Pete, I didn't know that, and I hope you're right because I want to, I want to know that. Plus, but I yeah. think that those are the kind of things that make documentaries interesting. Not just out by Marvel. So mm. it's like Disney documentaries put out by Disney don't like the whole, you know, the man behind the curtain. Well, true. But remember when we watched that Mickey, Mickey, the making of a mouse or whatever it was? 30 seconds on the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, but at least it touched on it at all. Right. But no, Stan Lee's bad stuff could have, could take a while. And they I, I will put money down now so that they don't. So anyway, so interesting, Pete. We're gonna have to talk about that. I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Um, but I'm last not an but expert, not least, but, yeah. that's oh, we need to talk to Micah. Then we need to get Micah on. Do what I can. Anyway, Disney Plus has added an American Sign Language ASL viewing option to Marvel Studios Ant Man. This is the first option like this on the service, and is accessible under the Extras tab. That's really cool. So instead of captions, it has someone down in the corner doing sign language. That's really cool. Up. Yeah, I love that. I just saw that right before we started taping. So definitely threw that on because I thought that is what I can't stand is all these different shows like the Super Bowl. They talk about this is going to be the signer and then they're never on the TV screen. Um, I think it was it was either the Super Bowl or it was something and they showed the the ASL signer 
um, doing the national anthem. And I was like, can we just watch them the entire, or maybe they were doing God bless America. I don't remember what it was. Either way, they showed them for like five seconds. Five seconds. But like, it was the greatest five seconds. And I was like, I just, can we just go back to the signer, please? Because that was everything. Yeah. If you're going to do a signer, you're going to do sign translation. And trust me, picture in picture is not new technology. Yeah, have it down in the bottom corner of the put, screen. Put them on the put them on the screen so people can actually see it because people in the stadium can't see that person either, right? <laughs> so. so it's oh no, look how we're inclusive we're being. No one can see it. Mm-hmm. So okay, next week got two things we got to do. First, we are going to be watching the original Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is going to be interesting because I have never seen it ever. Mm. Like I've never seen any of it. It's been on TV a couple of times. I've never flipped over to it. I've never seen any of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. <laughs> okay. No, I'm Groot. <laughs> Actually, technically, I am Groot. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, and, of course, we'll also be talking about the Mandalorian finale. So, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, that's where we're heading next week because obviously we do have Guardians of the Galaxy episode volume three coming out in a little bit over a week. So that will be coming out for us. Uh, guys, we do have some sh- we do have some holes coming up in June and July that we don't know what we're going to be doing yet. If you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We take suggestions and just about every suggestion we've ever had, we put into the show fairly soon, if possible. And if you want to be on, let us know because we'd love to have guest stars on. So we have new episodes showing up every Thursday on YouTube and every major podcasting service for Kate, Pete, Steve. I am Derek. We are the Plus Platoon and we will say see you next week. Bye, guys. Howdy, howdy, howdy. (laughs) Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.